0: Well, if you brought your Bibles with you, um, I want to read the verse that they ended up on and I don't plan on keeping you very long. <laughs> Somebody thought that was funny. <laughs> well, they've been here before, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, I said, plan, I didn't make any guarantees. So plan, um, the, the verse that they ended up on was Isaiah, and I want to talk about that just a little bit more. Isaiah 9 and 6, I believe it was, and they'll put these up on the screen for us. It said, to us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Does anybody know who this is talking about? His name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful. Is he wonderful? Counselor. The mighty God. Is he God manifested in the flesh? Emmanuel means God with us. The everlasting father, the prince of peace. And he is all these things and more. But the part I want us to look at and dwell on some today is that first phrase or two. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Jesus didn't, uh, the son of God, maybe I should say, did not begin at Bethlehem. John tells us that he was in the beginning, right? And that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But the son was given to us as the gift of redemption. Yes. The free gift. Let me read some of the verses in a very familiar verse is John 3:16. It says, For God so loved the world that he did what? Gave. He gave his only begotten son. Did God give something to us? Yes. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Not, not everybody has everlasting life, but who? Whoever believes in him, in the one that God gave. That God gave. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. 1 John 5, 11 and 12 says, and this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. He has, verse 11 again, God has given to us eternal life. Everybody say that out loud. God has given to us eternal life. And this this eternal life, it has come to us through his Son. This life is in his son. I know some folks mock it and they find us, they think we're just weak and need the crutch of religion, but they're wrong. This is true. And soon and very soon, everybody's going to find out about it. It's truth. There is a God. There is a creator of heaven and earth. The almighty who sits on the throne. And mankind, Adam and Eve and afterwards, had yielded to sin and rebellion against God. And man was in dire need of, a sal- of sa- salvation and redemption. We could not save ourselves, right. But God in his mercy Thank you, Lord. paid the price yes. for all our sins and failures and mistakes. The Bible said Jesus, him who knew no sin, was made to be sin for us so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. And he was, and those who believe are. Amen. Now, why, why do we say those who believe? Why isn't it just universal for everyone? Well, the Bible tells us that this, let me read another f- a couple of scriptures to you. The Bible said in, in Ephesians 2, by grace we're saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Somebody say the gift of God. It's the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. The gift of God. Hebrews 6, 4 refers to Jesus as the heavenly gift. He is the heavenly gift. And I like what 2 Corinthians 9 says about it. Put that up on the screen for us, please. 2 Corinthians 9, 15. 915, said, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. The New Living Translation says, thank God for his son, a gift too wonderful for words. Too wonderful for words. Weymouth says, thanks be to God for his unspeakably precious gift. The Amplified, if we have that one, the Amplified says, Now thanks be to God for his gift, precious beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. (laughs) You know, this is a time, this season of the year, of giving of gifts and receiving of gifts. And we, it is appropriate in that when the Father gave us Jesus, when the child was born, that is the greatest gift that has ever been given Amen. in all time and eternity. It led to him offering up and giving his life on the cross. And it wasn't just a physical death. He offered his spirit for our spirit. His soul for our soul, his body for our body, and he paid the price and we've been redeemed. Redeemed means we've been bought, we've been paid for. Oh, do you believe it, saints? We've been redeemed. And he said, thanks be unto God for this gift too wonderful to describe. If you're not excited about this gift, it's just because you don't understand what's been given to you. And then none of us understand the, the full import of it, but the more you do understand, the more excited you get. And I, and I know everybody don't understand why we wave our arms and we holler and we shout and we say glory and hallelujah and they think that's strange. Well, when you see what we see, you'll say hallelujah too. When you understand what we understand, you'll say glory to God too. Because the greatest gift that has ever been given, Jesus. And when he gave us Jesus, he gave us forgiveness for all sin. He gave us cleansing for all transgression. He gave us righteousness. He gave us holiness. He gave us acceptance in the Father. We who could not be accepted, the Bible said, our works were like filthy rags. Nothing we could do could earn us access and entrance to the Holy of Holies. Nothing we could do. But Jesus, in being given to us and paying the price, gave us this access, gave us this entrance. And now you and I who believe, the Bible says, can come boldly right up to the throne of grace. Like we belong in there. Come on, are you listening to me? Somebody said, How can I, who have made so many mistakes, by the blood of the Lamb? By the blood of the Lamb. Washed, clean. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. But now, the fact that this gift has been given is not the end. You know, just because a gift has been given, no matter how great it is. It'll not be enjoyed unless what? Hmm? You could spend all the money in the world. You could go to the furthest reach in the earth and get the most precious thing for somebody that you love. You could go to the utmost expense. But they will never enjoy it unless what happens? Unless they receive it. Unless they receive it. Now, have you ever heard somebody say, well, I, I enjoy giving, but it's hard for me to receive? You ever heard anybody say anything like that? <laughs> now, if I describe you, don't, don't frown. Just look straight ahead and go, amen. <laughs> that way nobody knows what's going on. Uh, you ever heard people say anything like that, though? You know, well, I, I, it's hard for me to receive. I, yeah. I mean, I like, I like to give, I enjoy giving, but uh, I just, no, no. Well, if that's true, you got more problems than you thought you did. <laughs> the Bible says, what do we have that we didn't receive? And so how can you give if you don't have anything to give? Hmm? And unless you're a receiver, you're not going to have anything to give. But why is it that people would have a hard time receiving? What is the issue? What's going on there? I know uh, as I begin to learn about giving and receiving, sowing and reaping in faith, Phyllis and I begin to sow more money. We begin to sow our things, our clothes, our jewelry, that kind of thing. Not because somebody's making us, because we're learning how to be led. I know I had a, I had a watch. It wasn't a super expensive watch, but it was the best watch I had at the time. This was probably 25 years, 30 years ago. And the Lord prompted me to, to give it to, sow it to a young minister. And uh, so I went to it and uh, I said, brother, I, uh, I want you to have this. And I took it off and, and uh, I handed it to it, And he, he said, oh, no, no, I can't receive that. I said, why not? He said, I just can't. I just, I'm sorry, but I can't. I can't receive it. I said, sure you can. You just hold your hand out here and I'll put it there and you close it and you'll have it. He said, I can't. I, can't. I, I just can't receive anything that nice. It's, it's, too, it's too expensive. It's too nice. And I, I tried to talk with him a little bit, but he was adamant. He was not going to receive it. And he didn't know it, but he angered me. I kept my cool. I I didn't say anything or do anything. But uh, do you know still to this day, there are uh, numerous primitive tribes that to refuse a gift is tantamount to saying you want to fight. (laughs) Because what it can be taken like, you know, you're not good enough for me. Your stuff is not good enough for me. I don't want anything from you and of you. And somebody could miss it trying to give. That's another thing we're not talking about. But did it not occur to him that I had prayed about this? Mm. That it was possible I had heard from the Lord about this? Hmm? Is he denying me an opportunity to sow a good seed into good ground? Is he denying me an opportunity to reap a harvest that I'm going to need later on? Come on, can you see this, friends? And don't misunderstand me. This this young man, he's a good guy. There's so many good, wonderful qualities about him. And I didn't hold it against him. Like I said at the moment, it, it irritated me. But I got over it. But I, I think he missed it. I think he missed it. I think he he showed disrespect to me and disrespect to the gift. I mean, if I, if I heard from the Lord about that, he's not just disrespecting me. He's disrespecting the one that directed me to do it, right? Is it possible we can hear from the Lord about these things sometimes? Yes, it is. And so what's going on? Why, why would he tell me that? Why would he say, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, and you could tell it was uncomfortable for him and he didn't want to hurt my feelings and he didn't want to insult me. But see, he had had, he had, had this thing built up in his mind that he didn't want expensive things. And it wasn't, it wasn't good for somebody to have an expensive watch. I found out some of this later, but I, I didn't know it, But see, the Lord was trying to get him out of that. Because if you can't receive an expensive watch, how could you receive something that's so precious that silver and gold couldn't pay for it? Amen. See, folks don't realize this block that they've had. Let me talk to you briefly about this. The Bible said in John 1 and 11, Jesus came to His own and what happened? What happened? Here's the most precious gift that's ever been given in all time and eternity and what did they say? What did they say? No. No, we don't want it. We don't want you. Do you think that could be insulting to God Himself? No. He came into his own and his own received him not. Is receiving a big deal, friends? Yes. How about verse 12? But as many as did what? Received. As many as what? Received. received him. To them gave he the power or the authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Anybody in here believe on him? Yes. Never again say, I'm not a good receiver. Yes. I mean, strike that from your thinking and conversation. You want to be a great receiver. Yes. I said, you want to be a great receiver. Say out loud. I'm a believer, I'm a believer. And, I'm a and I'm a receiver. As many as received him. To them gave he the authority to become the sons of God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, briefly, why don't people receive? Why would a person say, no, I, I, I can't receive that. I'm not going to receive that. Let me give you three reasons. I'm not saying these are the only reasons, but I know these are three big ones. One, why someone wouldn't receive is simply unbelief. Don't believe it's real. Believe it's too good to be true. You ever heard this kind of thing? If you don't believe it's real, you're not going to receive it. If you don't believe it exists, if you don't believe it's really that way, you're not even going to open yourself up to receiving. You're not even going to look for it. Unbelief is a reason people don't receive. Secondly, pride. Pride. That's a big one, isn't it? Pride is a reason that people don't receive. Why pride? Well, for one thing, a lot of folks wouldn't want to admit, I need what you're giving. Hmm? And in order to receive the greatest gift of all, you got to admit, you need a savior. Right? You got to admit you couldn't pay the bill. That's right. You can't get this for yourself. You couldn't accomplish it by yourself. And it takes humility to admit that, doesn't it? Yes. It takes honesty and humility to admit I need this. I'm not okay by myself. I'm not okay without a savior. I'm not okay. And I can't do this on my own. It's so sad. And as as a minister, it's so. Uh, how can I say it? It's, it's it's displeasing to me when I hear people say or imply. Well, you know, I am not good enough to come to church, or I I'm not. You know, I've made too many mistakes, and I I just uh, I, I. If if we could fix ourselves, we wouldn't have needed Jesus, Amen. right? Are y'all with me, friends? Yes. If we could have done it on our own, we wouldn't have had to just throw up our hands and submit to him and go, thank you, Lord, for taking care of that for us because yes. we'd have never got it. Yes. Right? Yes. It takes humility to admit you need him, you need what he's given, what he's done, and you could have never done it by yourself. Yes. We, don't want to, we don't want pride to keep us from being a receiver. And then finally, we said unbelief keeps people from receiving. pride keeps people from receiving. and also shame. shame. people are convinced that they're unworthy to receive. All the stuff I've done, all the things I've been, I nobody like me should enjoy that. Enjoy. <laughs> Reception from the holiest being in in, in the universe. I'm not worthy to come into his presence. None of us are on our own. I've done too many things. I've messed up too badly. I don't deserve to be healed. None of us deserve to be healed. But you can be anyway. (laughs) I'm the one that caused this mess to start with. And I've been so stubborn and so bullheaded and wouldn't listen to anybody. I brought this mess on myself. I deserve to be it. No, no, no. Listen, if somebody else took what you sowed, you can get to be free from it. That's right. this, this self-degradation, this shame, this condemnation keeps people from receiving they're thinking, well, I've I messed up too much. I've done too. F-. No, no, you haven't. Jesus took every sin. Amen. He took every transgression. He took, he took the shame. He took the guilt. He took the judgment. He took the punishment. And he has become the glory and the lifter of your head. Amen. And if you'll receive it. And just come humbly, you can receive anything from him. You can if you will. If you will. You can. You can. You can kick that unbelief out. You can kick that pride to the curb. Come on, are you listening? You can cast aside that old guilty stuff and that shame and just just come and receive. Just come and receive. Just come and receive. (laughs) <laughs> Woo. Woo, I, I'd have preached this just to myself today, <laughs> but I'm sure glad you were here to help me with it. In Matthew the 10th the chapter, in Matthew the 10th chapter, we, we just had our children come and minister to us. And uh, it, one of the things that, that I enjoy so much about this, and I know you do too. Is their innocence? <laughs> I mean, you're you're enjoying hearing the Christmas story, but you've probably heard it before. You're noticing a lot of other things, like singing cows <laughs> and donkey wagons. That, that's cool, wasn't it? Was that cool? <laughs> but these little ones, uh. We're expecting that, that all of them will have some presents to open here soon. Do you suppose they'll have trouble receiving? <laughs> huh? How many think these little ones are going to struggle with it? Huh? How many two-year-olds you think will stand over, but uh, you know, ten foot away from the tree and go, "No, I can't." <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, but I can't receive that. I'm sorry. I don't don't deserve that. How many do you think? How many? How many? Listen to what Jesus said in Mark 10 and 14. They, They brought little ones to Jesus for him to bless them. And some of the folks tried to send them away. And he said, don't you do that. Stop that. He was much displeased. And he said, suffer or permit, allow the little children to come to me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Did you know that the the coming kingdom and heaven is full of children? Verse 15, verily I say to you, Jesus is talking now, whosoever shall not what? Not what? Receive. Receive the kingdom of God, now the kingdom of God includes everything that uh, God rules over Amen. and all that he's given to us in the kingdom. Whoever shall not receive the kingdom of God, how? As a, child. As a little child, he'll not enter therein. He won't enter into it. He won't enjoy it. I don't care what kind of gift has been given, it won't be enjoyed unless and until it is received. received. And when he talks about becoming like a little child, people have attached all kind of meanings to this, but you don't have to do that. What did he say do as a little child? Receive. 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 Like a little child does. How does a little child receive? Enjoy. Little child means little. We're talking little. Barely old enough to understand what's going on is the age we're talking about. Just old enough to understand that gifts are available. (laughs) Huh? How does a little child receive? This is your gift. It's got your name on it. How do do they respond? How do they respond? Paper flies. Is that right? They, They jump on it. They wade into it. They squeal. They squeal. They exclaim. Right? They rip. They tear. And then they might hug it and go, this is mine. Not one of them will you hear saying, oh, I couldn't. couldn't." (laughs) That is junk that people have learned after too many years in this messed up world. And the Lord tells you and me, I don't care if you're 50 years old or 95, he tells you and me, you need to be changed. You need to be converted and become like a child. Amen. And when I say here, I've yes. given you something, don't you dare say, I can't. You run in here and rip the paper off. Right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. You yes. run in here and you rip the paper off and you say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, I'll take it. It's mine. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Amen. I receive it. I receive it. And don't you dare tell him it's too big, or it's too good, or it's too expensive, or it's too much. Get that junk out of you. That's ungodly. It's prideful. It's unbelieving. It's shame. He said, be like, receive like a little child. And if you take that, if you do receive like a little child, you will enter therein. You will enjoy things that other people don't enjoy. And it's not because you think you're any better than anybody else. It's just you didn't stand by and say, I can't. You ran in and said, thank you, I will. (laughs) Stand on your feet, everybody.